Just after my breakup with June, I found an unusual coping mechanism. In the absence of romantic interests, a spicy tongue took center stage in my life. I built a strong, spicy food tolerance and found a companion in Suman, a fellow bartender. Suman was nothing less than a spice dragon. She would effortlessly devour the spiciest of dishes while I was yet learning to keep my taste buds from going into a protest march. Venturing on a spree of crazy, spicy food escapades with her, we laced our evenings with laughter and tears induced by the sheer spice. There was an enticing challenge that came in hand with every plate of fiery red teokbaki, or each shot of tequila dashed with a heavy load of chili. Those spice marathons became an unforeseen way of regaining my lost spark, pun intended. They fortified me, fueling a newfound fervor, increasingly each time my palate tangoed with chili-draped flavors. Each fiery bite felt like an attack on the lingering gloom in my life, melting away the icy blanket of sadness that smothered my spirit. The searing heat of the spices was like an echo of my whirlwind life, a symphony of bittersweet notes that kindled my senses and masked the bitter taste that the loss of love had left behind. There I was, clawing my way out of the emotional rubble, one spice challenge at a time. From average dishes to fried chicken ribs slathered with volcano sauce and evilly spicy hell ramen, I'd managed to conquer them all. Nothing seemed insurmountable anymore, be it a bowl of tear-inducing soup or the daunting prospect of healing my broken heart. Gradually, I started bottling up this fiery courage, this resilience, to spill over into my cocktails at the bar. I took inspiration from this bold facet of my life, daring to mix unusual, fiery elements into my drinks. Just as spiciness had brought a new delightful burn to my life, it breathed a fresh lease of life into my mixology. The introduction of spiciness, quite like my life back then, made for an interesting twist in the cocktail scene that nobody saw coming. My newfound boldness transcended beyond my private life and exuded through my concoctions. The once easygoing Evelyn was now concocting audacious blends that compelled everyone to sit up and take notice, the same way I had to sit up and confront the changes in my life. The start of a competition I often find is drowned in solitude, silence hanging heavy like a curtain. All eyes were on me, a spectacle of expectation. The clock ticked away, its rhythmic tick-tocks a reminder of the fleeting seconds. The eeriness gave way to adrenaline as I rolled up my sleeves, a confident grin sketching on my face. The challenge was finally on, the crowd's anticipation seeping around me as I started to tease out my magic. A cocktail competition was not just about blending drinks. Rather, it was an orchestration of gestures, a choreography that moved from one ingredient to another seamlessly, a spirited translation of my silent symphony in the clamor of the event. I knew all eyes were on me, watching as I worked my way around a gamut of spirits and seasoning. My heart pounded audibly, flooding me with a craving to impress, to create a concoction that radiated my essence. The room filled with the aroma of the spirits as I opened each bottle, adding precisely measured amounts to the cocktail shaker. Fusion notes of tequila touched with the heat of chili, a poignant reminder of the spice challenges with Suman, danced in the air. The rhythmical shake of the stainless steel instrument playing a syncopated percussion in my hands, the vibrant collision of flavors instilling an excitement that was contagious. The strain on every muscle was worth the sight of the amber-colored potion making its way into the glass. The climax reached as I released a muddled passion fruit into the glass, its seeds dancing around, the heart center of it remaining whole, mirroring my journey up until that point. 
The complexity of the drink was a true reflection of my resilience, my inherent boldness blooming under pressure, a silent cheerleader pushing me to persevere and triumph. The applause started slowly, a hesitant patter of hands growing into a deafening wave as the judges tasted my creation. My heart in my throat, I held my breath as I watched their expressions, the curtain of judgment drawn. The room came into a standstill, the tension palpable in the air. Then, like a sudden burst of summer rain, the judges applauded, their approval ringing loud in the air, their smiles, a token of my victory. Victory tasted like the sweet-sour cocktail I crafted, a refreshing amalgamation of trials and nuances, a fine blend of fleeting moments and lasting impressions. As the applause slowly ebbed away, the room engulfed in anticipation, waiting for my reaction. I stood there with a sense of surreal awe enveloping me, trying to wrestle with the enormity of the moment. All the intense aroma of the spirits and the cheering in the room suddenly felt distant, a warmth wrapping around my heart, a realization slowly dawning. I had won. Amidst the thunderous applause and contagious elation, a memory surfaced. It was Christmas Eve, slightly less than a year ago. At a distance from the hustle, bustle, and twinkling lights of the holiday celebrations, I found myself alone in my small apartment, 5,500 miles away from my family. Far away from the smell of traditional dumplings and the cacophonous laughter of my family, that was a taste of solitude that was in sharp contrast to the loneliness I felt at the competition just a while ago. One was filled with echoing silence, while the other was pumped with adrenaline and suspense, yet both held a resonance of solace. I remember vividly, gazing out at the snowy landscape of Seoul from my apartment window, a pang of homesickness reverberating through me. The festive ambiance around was a stark reminder of the rich traditions back home, the familial warmth, the togetherness that seemed to shrink distances. And here I was, with an empty apartment and a heart full of yearning. I tried to fill the gaping emptiness with the sweet aroma of mulled wine, my more modern, more individual tradition. The ruby-colored wine simmered away, infusing the room with an earthy warmth, and I tried to lose myself in the joy of the season, in the creation of another phenomenal holiday cocktail. Little did I know then that this moment of solitude, this Christmas spent in thoughtful silence, will be the steely backbone that I would fall back upon when life circled around on me. Adversities and victories, loneliness and applause, they all seemed so interconnected, adding chapters to my journey, bit by bit. Reflecting upon it made my recent victory even more joyful, the applause even louder, and the moment even more surreal. Given where I was now, rising as one of the top bartenders of Seoul, I found a strange sense of satisfaction thinking of that solitary Christmas. As the memory washed over, a wave of nostalgia crashed into the shores of the present, linking the past me to the present moment inextricably. I had learned that year that one could find company in solitude, could find silence in a room full of noise, could find joy in the depths of longing. I remembered, sitting at my small checkout table that Christmas, pen and notebook in hand, jotting down my thoughts, my dreams, what cocktails I wanted to master, what flavors I wanted to explore, what dreams I had for my own cocktail bar. I made it a point that day to spend time with me, my thoughts, my aspirations, charting out a path for my professional journey. The clinking of the glass mixing tool, the gushing sound it made as it hit the sharp corners of the ice, 
the Christmas songs playing outside, all cocooned by the deafening silence within my small apartment. I felt a thrill rush upon me as I mixed the drink, a sense of belonging, a sense of being in control. Memories played in my mind like a silent black-and-white film as I sipped my freshly mixed mulled wine. Bitter, sweet, and with a dash of spice, a very reflection of my life. I remember a knock on the door breaking my solitude and being greeted with the cheery faces of my neighbors. As I welcomed them in and served them my blend of mulled wine, the sprightly smiles on their faces warmed my heart, made me feel a part of the festive ambiance. It was the silent monologue of that Christmas day that emboldened me when I subsequently faced the harsh lights of the competition, the scrutiny of a discerning crowd, the anxiety of living up to the towering expectations. It was then that I learned that there was an intangible bond connecting the life moments, oscillating between solitude and crowd, quiet introspection and boisterous festivities, heartfelt dreams and hard-earned reality. Now established as one of the top bartenders in Seoul, I greeted every patron with a mix of quiet confidence and nervous excitement that danced in my eyes. It was heady, this sense of accomplishment, of having achieved something that a few years ago seemed like a distant dream. Each time the applause rang out across the room after a tasting session, or a customer came up to compliment my mixology skills, I felt a stirring sense of pride swell within me. Don't get me wrong. This recognition didn't mean it was a cakewalk all the time. There were difficult days, days when my mixtures fell flat, when the customers would wear disgruntled looks and pass not-so-quiet whispers. But I guess it was precisely those moments that honed my spirits, the failures that made the victories taste sweeter. Each drink I mixed was a testament to my journey, the fresh, bold combinations reflecting my adventurous side while the careful balance of flavors spoke of my conscientious attention to detail. Every smile of satisfaction mirrored on the faces of my patrons was a step closer towards my dream. My dream of owning a cocktail bar, of mixing joy and spirits in the same glass and serving it chilled to the world. People often ask me the secret of my success. But you see, there weren't any secrets. It was just that simple thing, passion. A passion that burned brighter with every hiccup I faced. A passion that was fueled by the clinking sounds of toasting glasses by the swirling patterns of the cocktail shaker and the giddy laughter of my patrons. And oh, the respect. Sure, recognition was sweet and success was exciting, but it's when you're respected by those around you for your ethics and skills, that's when you know you've truly aced the game. And thankfully, over time, I had earned that too. Respected by my juniors as their mentor and cherished by my seniors as a worthy protege, my reputation in Itaiwan's cocktail scene began to sparkle and shine, much like the shimmering ice cubes that danced in my cocktail glasses. The satisfaction I felt wasn't just about having risen to the top, but having done it in my own spirited, spontaneous way. However, taking another key step in my journey meant standing up for what I believed in, in ways that went beyond my passion for mixology. One evening, while the bar was in its usual clatter and bustle, I watched as Zhang Wu, a junior bartender new to our team, struggled to manage the demanding crowd. Now, Zhang Wu was a highly talented individual, brimming with potential but still a bit wet behind the ears. He was visibly shaken as one particularly difficult customer berated him for a minor oversight. Watching him from the other end of the bar, I felt a surge of protectiveness, a need to combat the unjust and harsh criticisms directed at him. Ignoring the studying silence around me, I marched over and responded, calmly but assertively, 
addressing the customer's complaint, and defending the young bartender's effort and talent. With all eyes on me moment wouldn't have been easy for anyone, and for someone of my personality, it was downright horrifying. But here's the thing. I believe that everyone, be it a top-rated bartender or a newbie, deserves respect for their effort, for the dedication they put into refining their craft, and, well, for just being a part of this tough but intriguing profession. And that momentarily eclipsed my usual easygoing, oft-reserved disposition, compelling me to speak out for my junior. For a moment after I finished, the bar remained silent, the air thick with anticipation. But soon the gentle murmur of conversation resumed. The irate customer, though still a bit grumpy, conceded and even offered a far more considerate feedback to Zhang Wu. The relief and gratitude in Yang Wu's eyes were incredibly validating. The fact that my words were able to bridge the gap and resolve the situation was a stark reminder of the power of empathy and assertiveness. That night, as I looked around my bustling workplace soaked in warm lighting, echoing with mirthful chatter and the soothing clink of cocktail glasses, I realized that I was more than just a bartender. I was someone who could influence others positively, who could stand up for those around her. It was an unfamiliar territory for sure, a far cry from just mixing up cocktails, and yet it was a role that I found myself slipping into surprisingly comfortably. From that day on, I knew I held more sway in the cocktail circlet than I had presumed, and it was up to me to use that influence conscientiously. As I began to understand my newfound influence in the cocktail circuit, an unexpected phase of introspection followed. With several tastefully concocted cocktails under my name and newly earned respect from my peers, I couldn't help but feel a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yet, I was all too aware that achieving prominence in my field shouldn't be an endpoint, it should be a stepping stone to aspiring for more. The victory was proof of my capacity to influence and my potential to change the pre-existing dynamics of my profession but it didn't end there. As the bustle of the bar continued around me, I found myself secretly carving out moments of tranquility amidst the chaos to think. I pondered over my strengths, my accomplishments, and how they had brought about positive changes, not just for myself, but also for others who looked up to me. Yes, sometimes my fears and insecurities snaked their way into these solitary moments, threatening to overshadow my strengths with the shadow of self-doubt. But each time they did, I reminded myself of the times I had successfully navigated through the storm of challenges, like standing up for Zhang Wu that fateful night, or when I leaned into my own vulnerability and turned it into something deliciously creative in the form of my signature cocktail. I was rising through the ranks, and with each success, I was becoming more than just a bartender. I was becoming a mixology maestro, a mentor, a voice that now echoed significant influence. The prospect was thrilling and daunting in equal measure, but I chose to embrace it, sitting with the discomfort, the anticipation, and let these emotions unfurl into a resolve. So I decided to strive for greater heights, to continue growing, innovating, and using my influence for the betterment of the cocktail industry. I was determined to turn the spotlight towards uncelebrated talents, to create an environment that prized respect and positivity, and to continue concocting art in a glass that didn't just satiate the thirst, but also expanded the horizons of mixology. As I plunged back into the familiar rhythm of pouring drinks and serving customers, I knew that I was preparing myself for an even more exciting journey, underlining my wish to make a difference and give back to the community that had given me so much. It was a daunting future I was carving, filled with uncertainties and expectations, but I was prepared to meet it head-on, 
mixing spoon in hand. 